Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, we'll be giving a quick little breakdown of our thoughts and opinions. But first, the intro. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. We uh, back. We back in here. You know what I mean? Feels like it's been a minute. It was literally last week, but feels like it's been a minute since we recorded. But I'm definitely glad to be back and recording and talking to you guys about these dope wrestling topics. So first, we're going to talk about WWE. Um, we had this big, I don't know if it's rumor or if it's real at this point. <laughs> so Raw apparently is supposed to be going to TV 14. Uh, WWE has had TV 14 television since 2008 which is like the end of the ruthless aggression era pretty much um so i tuned in to raw this week and i was like man i can't wait to see some tv 14 i was waiting for it too. ruthless aggression wrestling what does this look like and it was still pg regular old pg i'm like I think what they, i think whoever sent that out they said so they said that they sent it out prematurely you know what i mean mm. like it was supposed to it's something they're moving towards but it's not something they did yet but i'm, I'm with you man i was ready for like the real the real, real, real promos. Um, honestly, I feel like, you know, I feel like them moving towards that is like a move to attract like AEW talent and like mm-hmm. maybe maintain some of the current talent because I can't imagine them bringing over um, like a PG M- MJF or a PG mm-hmm. Jay Cargill. Like it just doesn't, it, it just doesn't, doesn't work out. Work. It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, they're the best when I guess they're using cuss words. <laughs> Pretty much just like being themselves, you know what I mean? It just works for them. And I like that potty mouths or anything, but it's like just their style of promoing is more edgier. You know what I mean? It's more edgier and it's like they're being them. And I feel like within this PG confines, a little different. They can't really express themselves as much. So definitely hope that it does turn into TV 14 soon. I know it said Raw, but I don't know if SmackDown's also going to be TV 14 or is it right. just Raw? It would like, be, that was confusing. Yeah, it would be weird if it was only just one of them. You know, it would be very, very apparent, like, which is which, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like, I think, I mean, I think with the with that, like, the TV 14 thing, I think we should also get away with completely scripted promos. I think that's really mm-hmm. killing more than that because if you got a 70 year old writing these promos it's still going to be the same you know what i mean like he's still not going to get it you know same I mean? bland format over same and over again format, the horrible jokes i've seen some horrible segments on raw like disrupting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty but, bad yeah but it's like if you still have the scripted promos like if you can just give them i think in aew like they just have like notes like bullet points like look you know, it's gonna be me and you at this pay per view or whatever, and they just kind of fill in the rest. But in WWE, like I'm, I'm like listening to them, and I can like hear the commas in them talking. I mean, like it's, it's kind of bad. So, like, didn't I hear this storyline before? I feel like this is the same <laughs> storyline from two years ago. Is this right. the same? It's literally the same formula over and over again. You know, the heel gets a match, and then they don't want to lose a title, so they go out with DQ, and <laughs> they they do something to force, like, where they keep the title, but they win the match. Like, it's just always something yeah. extra going on. It's always the same stuff. But I hope that since they are changing it, if they do change the TV 14, they could just be saying that and maybe making new content the TV 14. But since they, you know, it's rumored that they are changing to TV 14, I'm thinking, you know, what if this creates a space for more superstars to get over 
You know what I mean? Like, mm. there might be some wrestlers that they might be do better with the AEW format, where it's like being yourself yeah. more expressive. So I'm thinking, you know, some superstars might have a chance to really get off the ground. But then also, it's like the way Vince has set stuff set up. There's only like two or three or four people that are like the top stars at one time. Right. I don't think it'll ever be in the Attitude Era ilk anymore, where it's like everybody's over. Like Billy yeah. Gunn and Ro- Jesse James will come out, and it would just you be see like, the Warrior Rumble poster, you see all the stars on it. Like I don't think it's ever gonna be like that again. Yeah, like New Age Outlaws, they come out, they're just tag team, and you're lit for them. And you know, even Al Snow is somewhat kind of over. <laughs> so it's like I don't, I don't know if I get back to there, but it'd be nice to see like some fresh content. They better not keep making mid content if they change it to you, horse. And they gotta change their whole formula, right? Um, and then you were talking about scripted promo, so. There's a Logan Paul and Miz segment that happened on Raw this week. I felt like Logan Paul's promo wasn't scripted. Like it kind of like it looked like they gave him bullet points, but it yeah. seemed like he was kind of being on his own a little bit. Yeah. And there was a lot of people on Twitter saying how great the segment was and how less robotic he sounded than the typical stars. Even when I was watching it, I was like, he doesn't sound like the typical wrestler. I know it's like he's not a wrestler or anything, and he's not used to doing it, but it just felt so fresh. You know what I mean? It seemed like he kind of cared and there was passion there. And that's just something that I feel like that's missing from the current product. But all in all, I think the segment was great. I, I definitely got more excited for the match at SummerSlam. And I think there's like a Paul Logan's doing like a TV podcasting next week on Raw. So I'm excited for that too. But for some reason, this segment just got me behind the whole storyline. One Okay, so one thing I will say about it, uh, the only thing I don't like about it is the fact that it closed Raw. Open yes. Titus o- Titus O'Neil kind of opened over. It wasn't a segment, but it was like an announcement. Titus O'Neil opens Raw with a segment, and then we close Raw with another segment. It's like, what happened to the wrestling <laughs> portion of matches? WWE? The yeah. wrestling, yeah, yeah. Man. They had but, Rollins versus I forget who he went against, but I feel like that should have been the main event of the show, yeah. or at least like you know you have uh, Bianca. It was Bianca versus. Well, they already did that main event though. That was a rematch too. <laughs> yeah, they already know. But they did Bianca but, versus Carmella the week prior. Yeah, but I mean another. Oh, one more thing, and not to take away from it. I know everybody said it was good. The only thing I would hate, which gets back to the scripted thing, like doing away with it, is that thing where they're like, "Would you please pay attention to the footage that I'm about to show you on the screen?" Like that thing where they're like, <sighs> recapping. <laughs> I could tell they're recapping the last week. You're just like, man, why? This is so. I hate this. Like. Why did the writers write this in? It's so raw. It's so non-rewarding to people that consistently (laughs) watch WWE. Like I said, this is like if you watch the week before, you're gonna watch that clip probably six more times before the next time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we had already seen it so many times, and it's like. Every time somebody comes out to the promo, they got to be like, would you please draw your attention to the Titan Tron over there in the left corner? Let me show you why I'm <laughs> mad at AJ Styles. I'm like, oh, my. can we get rid of the scripts, man? Like, But yeah. just again, like what I said, like if we don't get rid of the scripts, it's not it's not going to be better. It's just going to be, you know, because you know. same boring content. Yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully with people like Cody Rose and hopefully if they do land the MJF, like they do have that space to kind of stars more freedom. You know what I mean? Like they see, yeah. oh, OK. MJF, he's you know he's being himself in this without a script. Maybe we can give our other superstars this trust and let them do their things. But who knows? Like maybe they are giving trust and they just sound robotic. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they're just used to it. You know, they're just used know. to it. But sometimes like it doesn't Logan Paul sounded like good though. Logan Paul sounded good. It didn't feel like Roman. I don't think his promos are scripted. He doesn't sound too scripted. Um, and then Seth doesn't sound super scripted all the time either. So I don't know if it's just like the top stars are giving more. A little you bit know, more space leeway to, yeah. to do stuff, you know what I mean? Or if that's in their contract, but definitely like the US title level people, like it kind of feels yeah. the same. And 
women divisions too, but I don't know. We'll, new we'll Day see. sounds like nobody but the New Day rub it. You know? They do. Yeah, yeah, they do. They've <laughs> definitely taken that WWE format and made it work for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? In their own way, but still being edgy, which yeah. is cool. Um, so I, I think we also wanted to talk about the Jeff Jarrett being named as a special guest referee for SummerSlam with the Usos versus yeah. Street Profits. How do you feel about him being named the special I, guest referee? I got to say, it has got to be the most random guest referee <laughs> I've ever thought of. It didn't it really <laughs> didn't make it really didn't make any sense to me until I heard that they were in Nashville. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like outside of them being in Nashville, I was like, has he was he really a, in a tag team division like that? Like, what does he have to do with this? At all? He has zero ties <laughs> to either team. He's not appeared since probably like a, a Royal Rumble entrance or something like that. Probably like over a year and a half ago or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just the most random special guest. And I was kind of, kind of went, why? You know, <laughs> Why would you do this? Why? 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 So for me, like I, when I heard them announce it, I automatically thought it was going to be Rakishi because of the ties yeah. to the Usos. But then Rakishi being like, I'm going to play it down the middle. Will then maybe some way still cheat for his sons to win because it's you know the bloodline and all that. I thought yeah, yeah. maybe that will happen. And I was like, why not have like a Booger T come in and do it too? Like he can come in. I can see that. And you know, I've been he's like, he'd be like, I've been attacked tag before and <laughs> I know what it looks like to make sure you win. And you know what I mean? Just like have something like that. But Jeff Jarrett was a little different. But as soon as I saw that it was in Tennessee, I was like, it just makes kind of it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like the crowd. That are from Tennessee, they're coming to SummerSlam for the first time, and I don't think SummerSlam's ever been hosted in Tennessee before, so I think it gives it more of that raw country feel that they want to give it. So maybe it'll work out, but I feel like the match is still going to be a banger. I do see Jeff Jarrett hitting somebody with a guitar. Yeah, that's my hot take. That's my hot take. It's gotta happen. It's It's probably not a hot take. It's probably not even a hot take, but (laughs) that's my take. I think he's still. I actually see the. I see the Usos possibly winning. You know what I'm saying? Not the Usos. I mean, I I see the Street Profits possibly winning. Just because I'm adding Jeff Jarrett, it kind of makes it like, okay, like this is a special kind of match, you know? Very true. So, if the Street Profits lose it, is this the beginning of the end for this tag team? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah. everybody's been talking about it. They've been talking about moving forward with Montez Ford, how it looks better now and everything. So, I think I think it's pretty much a move. I just hope Dawkins doesn't get lost in the sauce, you know what I mean? Yeah, I heard some reports, and it might not be true, it's just reports, but I heard some reports saying that Dawkins doesn't like the comparisons that people do between him and Montez, mm. and everybody's saying, like, Montez is going to get this big push. He's pretty much, like, he doesn't enjoy hearing that, you know what I mean? And, what, what's next for me? I, right. I mean, I feel He's like, like well, why are you guys talking about him? What about me? Like, I came up from NXT, too. Like, I'm, I'm also this great superstar, and he's kind of underrated, in my opinion. Like, sometimes he he'll carry the promos. Like yeah. Montez will kind of be okay in a promo. He'll kind of carry it himself, or even in some matches, he'll be kind of like more of the highlight than Montez is. So he's not. It's not that he's not legit for me. I just the the ceiling seems it feels lower. Lower, <laughs> yeah. The ceiling yeah. feels lower. He's got a basement ceiling, and yeah, Montez yeah. has like a regular house ceiling. I feel for you, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like I, I really I like Dawkins a lot. I hope he doesn't get lost in the sauce. I just because I don't know, man. I just I like him a lot, and I know he's worked hard since NXT days. He he was in like two or three different tag teams in NXT, so he was really trying to find himself. himself. Yeah, he was trying to Hopefully, find himself. he doesn't become a, a Maximil model. <laughs> he could do it. He could be one of the plus size models. He could pull he could it off. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Maximil models, to the oh, of your don't, guilty don't pleasure. I can't now. even say it right. To the the juices of your guilty pleasures. I hate it, man. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, so there's a 
I guess a rumor that you said is it Wendy? Wendy, how do you say her name? Yeah, I think it was um who was it? It was but I can't even remember now. It was somebody from NXT. It was somebody from NXT. NXT. Because they were basically teasing that um Max Dupree had a sister mm-hmm. that they're gonna show off. Named and Maxine was, Dupree. Yeah, Maxine Dupree. <laughs> and now okay, I was scared at first because I thought they were gonna pull a Santino where it's like it's just Max in a wig. Like I was gonna oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, please no but they were actually teasing I'm somebody from NXT. yeah that would have been that was like his career would have just you know but okay um but i'm just I'm, I'm glad they're not doing that and i think they're actually bringing in someone from nxt i can't remember her name at the top of my head but i know whenever you look at her tweets she says stuff like mod she says like fashion modeling like that's what kind of what her tweets are catered around i just can't remember i think she was a part of nxt uk i just can't remember uk oh okay so i think i know you're talking about i saw something on twitter and they were saying this i think gunther's wife might yes be yes, that yes, is. yes 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 and I could see that too because they're modeling and something right. about like the UK London scene. Yes. A lot of modeling shows happen over there. I could see that, and her talking over the mic. And, you know, what I, mean? I could I could see that. Yeah. But it. But my one thing is like this is weird. Like you're okay. You're assembling this random group of people. Yeah, let's like, look up her name of, really quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep talking. Look, keep talking. Yeah, I'm saying you're assembling this random group of people. At what point are they gonna have like a match? Are they gonna go over in the match? Like you're putting Mace from Retribution and uh, what's his name? I'm almost I'm I'm, I'm almost tempted to call them by their Monsway. <laughs> Monsway. <laughs> Monsoor. You're putting Mace and Monsoor and basically Elliot Knight in a faction. But like, what's it gonna be like when they actually fight? Is this for, just for comedy? But or are they actually gonna wrestle? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, her name is Jenny. Okay, yes. Jenny, yep. Yes, yes. Had that to make sure exactly. we got her name right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean, and, and they could always do like a last minute switch and it could be somebody else, you know what I mean? But for now, I believe that is the actual individual that they chosen, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. So to wrap up WWE, um, this is something I thought was very, very interesting. So it started, I want to say, last week on SmackDown, I want to say, either okay. SmackDown or Raw. I think it might have been smacked out. So, <laughs> for some reason, now uh, when Ludwig makes mistakes and he loses the match, Gunther like beats him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just chops he, him. He just stuff. chops him and beats him. I'm just so intrigued by this. Like, I've never seen like where the, the he's not even a manager, but like the tag partner or the manager role gets abused by <laughs> the support. You know what I mean? Like the, the main yeah. star. That was so interesting to me. Um, for some reason, I liked it too, though, because it kind of made him look like more of a bigger heel. Like, wow, why is he doing this? But then it also kind of made me worry because I like the the direction they're going with these two, and now I hate for him to break it up Slip. too early. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I, I can see it. a lot of people getting behind, you know, Ludwig as a face because right. we don't want to see him get beat up anymore. Right. You know what I mean? He's gonna take so much and then eventually turn on. That's that's immediately what I thought when I saw him doing it. I was like, oh man, are they already splitting this team up? Because he looked like he wanted to do something about it, you know. What I mean? <laughs> so stop hitting it, me! Stop hitting me! I ain't gonna <laughs> let you beat me no more. Um, it felt like it felt like he was actually gonna get up and like turn on him. I feel like eventually that's gonna be the direction because he's not gonna win the match. You know, they're intentionally gonna keep doing that when he's intentionally gonna keep making mistakes. But like you said, I'm not saying Walt. Uh, I almost called him Walter. I'm not saying Gunther can't fly solo on his own. It's just mm-hmm. a bit premature. You know what I mean? It is, yeah. And they have a thing of like they put together these great teams, factions. Hit row, moment yeah. of silence. Mm. Moment of silence for Hit row. 
all right, cool. So hit row, <laughs> you know, they break them up too early. Like they just, they do that a lot. So it's like, I'm hoping that they keep these two together yeah. and they just keep it going. And then maybe around like WrestleMania time, then break them up. You know what right. I mean? Then, then you can build Ludwig as like a legitimate heel on his own or a face on his own. And then you can have Gluther go do his own thing. So, but we'll see what comes from that. I uh, hope that they definitely keep it going. So starting off AEW news, we had the in-ring debut of Jonathan Gresham. I'm not going to lie. The match, I didn't like it when I first started. <laughs> Dude was getting beat down. He was getting beat down. Um, it's the first thing that I notice is his height. I okay, I know I said <laughs> I know I said this last time when I was on yeah. I immediately had to Google how how tall he was. And I'm cool with undersized wrestlers and everything, but I looked this up and he was five foot four. Wow. I thought five he was like four. five eight or something. Yeah, five that's what four? I was thinking too, but like I looked it up, I was like, wait a minute. I just started looking up random women's wrestlers. I think Alicia Fox is like five nine and he's five foot four. I was like, whoa! Like, I no wonder I've never seen him in WWE. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been anything over there. You know what I mean? He'd have been in two hundred five live or something. He'd have been, he'd have been two hundred five live, which is unfortunate because, yeah. like, like you said, like at first, like I was like, oh, okay, but I could definitely see the skill in it. He's definitely, uh, um, he's a dope. He's a pretty dope technical wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I knew more about his personality. Like to their credit, I appreciate them at least putting like you know some of the Ring of Honor wrestlers on the shows just so we can get to know them a bit more. I mean, Tony Khan did purchase it, so you might as well show them off. You know, if not, what'd you buy it for? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, overall dope technician, but like I said, I wish he had more personality, and I wish he had um, was six foot tall. But that it is what it is. (laughs) That's like like your height limit five four. That's crazy. Five four is closer to five feet than six feet. It is. That's not it even is. funny. That's not funny because yeah, I'm not knocking on him though. I'm not knocking on him because he might not ever come on this pod. Yeah. <laughs> or will we get bigger? We're not gonna say. Well, that we'll get bigger, but he won't. But um, we'll, yeah. no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yo. Okay. Uh, let me keep it going. Let me keep it going. So yeah, um, I definitely I'm need not height shaming over here, but uh, yeah, <laughs> sound like it without play. Uh, I like to see more from him. Like he's like his personality, more of that. So I feel like maybe he's different as a face or something, but. I like what he did. Like, he was dirty wrestling in the match. It started off, he was kind of yeah. getting it. was like a cool back and forth. And then, I want to say for a majority of the match, Lee Moriarty looked a lot better than him, I want to say. He did. But there were a lot of moments where Gresham definitely shined and kind of showed us, like, what he could do, which was nice. And he definitely won the match, but it was by cheating, obviously, because he's a heel. Um, but then we had Claudio come out and kind of face off with him a little bit. And for me, I'm like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. this is where we'll get to see more of his skills when he's wrestling Claudio. Because yeah. you can't really have a bad match with a Claudio or like a John Boxley or you know, I mean a Brian Danson. So I feel like that's when we're gonna really see more of his technical style and you know kind of see more of what he could do. So I'm definitely excited to see more from him. But I think right now I'm like, oh, he's cool. You know yeah. I mean? When I saw Claudio, I mean, in my mind, like you want, and I'm not saying he can't do it on his own, but I'm saying like in my mind with ROH, you want as many eyes on it as possible. Could you see them putting the belt on Claudio? You know what I mean? Mm, that would be interesting. Because they definitely gave a belt to Samoa Joe to get more yeah. eyes on them. And he's former ROH, too, so it makes sense. Right. I think Claudio's former ROH as well. Um, I don't know. I feel like that would definitely get me more, you know, excited to watch it. Um, I wasn't going to talk about this. I don't want to, like, give them much of a platform. But I know the Briscoes, they're a pretty dope tag team. But yes. they're very interesting in their personal takes and personal lives. Yeah, I wasn't going to go. In. I wasn't going to say that. What they believe in, but um, they had like a promo or vignette thing with FTR. I saw on Twitter, and it kind of made me want to watch ROH, but it was mainly because of FTR. You know what I mean? Like, I I was like, oh, okay. Like, and it seems like with them putting the titles on more of these AEW stars, it kind of gets you 
more excited to see the the pay per views and the matches. It's it's more eyes. It's more. Yeah. So if they gave the title to Claudia, I definitely would be like, oh okay, like I'll I'll watch this more. You know what I mean? So, but I think we're definitely getting Tully Blanchard Enterprises versus the Blackpool Combat Club soon. That's definitely Definitely. happening. And then maybe Gresham versus Daniel Bryan one day. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's what I want. That's the money match right there. Yeah. And then after this, we had Hobbs and Ricky Starks versus Swerve and Our Glory, which I think they just came up with that name versus the Young Bucks <laughs> for the AEW title. I got it. Kind of trash. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I I was I was kind of surprised, like because I swear that I was swear I, I'm I'm saying I'm kind of surprised in them putting the belt on you know Swerve and Our Glory because I thought that Swerve and Lee were just one of those like WWE tag teams that aren't really a legitimate tag team. They just right. And I throw them together because they have absolutely no story for them. Like, it's I think mm-hmm. it's 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 still true to me. It's still true, but I think it's wild <laughs> they gave them that after they teased the whole split. Even mid match, they even teased him. You know, uh, Swerve using the belt on Lee. So I was like, why? You know, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been better, and that's not even in my notes. But I think it would have been better for them to take the titles off of uh, Jurassic Express. Yeah, I think that would have made more sense. And then had Christian do like the turn, the heel turn, right? Then when they won the titles versus defeating the Young Bucks and Hobbs and you know Starks, because for some reason it was just like, okay, I saw the Young Bucks holding the titles for a while. I didn't see them like losing it that quickly. I feel like they just got those titles not so long ago. They keep um, holding the titles for like three hundred days. They don't need them now. You're right. You're they right. no longer need belts to be legitimate. You're right, but I thought they were going to do FTR versus the versus the yeah, Bucks. I thought FTR so. are going to take the belts off. That's what I was thinking was happening. But I'm not mad at these two getting the titles though. Like, yeah. you know, what I mean, they definitely are going to get more titles and everything. But it, like you said, like with the split that they were teasing, it's like why are they have the titles now? And even look like I, I know what this happened in the match. Like literally, Swerve almost turned on Lee. Like, yeah. I think he's about to hit him with a title or something. Yeah. Or like, they something. Belt. That's what I was just talking about. I was like, why would they say, like, okay, I guess they're going to give him the belts. They just won't be chance for a long time, you know? Yeah. Twerve did impress me in the match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he was like matching the Young Bucks energy and everything like that. I like that. Um, I think the most low key impressive slash hilarious spot was when um, I think Nick Jackson and Ricky Starks were both walking the rope at the same time. <laughs> That was dope. You know that rope walk, man. Okay, so every time I see Ricky Starks, he impresses me like a little bit more. Like I get he's amazing. a little bit more. He's absolutely amazing. It's like, and at first I did not understand. I, I kind of understand it. Like he got a little flash or whatever, but now I totally get it. Like he's he's an absolute star, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I feel like even though like the decision for the titles changing was kind of like interesting. The match was fine. Like, this is like a pay-per-view level match right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't deserve this match for free. Um, I love the spot where, like, I think Lee did like a roundhouse kick to Matt or whatever, or like almost roundhouse kicked him. Yeah. And then, like, Nick, Matt immediately tagged. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm about, to, <laughs> I'm about to get out of the ring. And then Hobbs, he did a frog splash, which yeah. I was like, where was he holding this at? I didn't know right, this right. man could do a frog splash. And it looked great. It looked great. Hobbs also did like, he did like a spine buster on Lee and then on three other people, but on Keith Lee. I was just like, yeah. Hobbs and, Hobbs and Starks are, are stars, man. Like, Loki, they, they might they might not even need the titles. I know they got that, you know, that like fake title to walk around with Taz. I'm not gonna call it a fake title, but it's just not a it's not a title that's defended in AEW. You know it's I mean? like the million dollar man title almost. Yeah. Like it's it just kind of there. It doesn't mean anything necessarily, <laughs> but it looks good, you know what I mean? But they yeah. don't necessarily need it. I could see them just being like they can team up, but they can still be solo stars because they're both stars. Like Hobbs is a star, Sark's a star. Yeah. Know? So that's why I was like, I was surprised by the decision, but I was totally okay with it. 
Yeah, they're definitely stars in the making. Still stars, <laughs> just legit stars. Um, but I think Starks is definitely gonna be on the AEW Championship level. Mm. Both of them really, like yeah. both of them really. They might yeah. even battle each other for the title. But it was definitely a pay per view level match. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think the title selection was interesting, but I'm happy for Lee and Swerve. I just don't know what this means as far as like who takes title off of them. Is this really gonna lead to the real split from each other? them losing the titles one day it's all interesting but i think it'll be great tv still and then um so we had jake hager versus claudio Castanoli. that finally happened <laughs> so we had the whole the history of uh we we the, the people. people yeah we the i people. knew them ch- i knew the we the people chance to come in that was a, yeah. the first thing i thought heard about when claudio was signed i was like oh they're gonna do the we the people spot yeah but they definitely played into the history together a lot which i thought was cool too and them also being a WWE, and I think even like in a promo, I want to say Jake Hager mentioned WWE, and everybody was like, "Ooh, <laughs> he said WWE." <laughs> Loki, this is probably this is probably the first time I was excited to see Hager since in like a yeah. long time. And I was like, "He could talk? What? I didn't know he could talk." <laughs> he doesn't just stand there in the background. Look, I thought he didn't he talk, talk anymore. What? And he used to do kind of decent promos in WWE. Yeah. Which I don't understand. Like that never made sense to me why he's not talking now. Unless he just doesn't want to. But I'm just I'm happy that Jake Hager is finally doing something alone away from Jericho and he's doing his own thing. Um I don't know, he kind of felt like a non factor when he's like a vet in this business when yeah. he's not really doing much of anything. Like I felt like he could definitely break off from Jericho and be like the next Wardlow. Not even the next Wardlow. He's Kind of on a higher level than Warlove, to be honest. I mean, he was a former WWE, I mean, world champ. Yeah, so I don't understand why he's not doing more. Like, that doesn't make that much sense. And he's an MMA fighter now, so it's like, what? Like, it just makes sense to have him doing more stuff. But I love the match. I was getting right to it. It was dope, solid back and forth. Um, But even, like, Jericho Appreciation Society, they couldn't help him win the match. And I just love the Ricola bomb over the So much more over that, uh, what was it, the Gotch Neutralizer? Yeah, the neutralizer. I yeah. I love the Ricola bomb is so much better. But um, I just love how Claudio is kind of breathing in like fresh air to AEW and also his career too. It was yes. really dope match to see. But I need to see more from Jake Hager for sure. Be more than a prop, Jake. Be more than a prop. Don't just stand there, fam. <laughs> and then uh, to end this podcast, we had Pac. I guess he's like defending the All Atlantic Championship and other companies outside of AEW. I thought this was interesting. I was like. I thought it was just going to be an AEW, but he's literally like all Atlantic with the title. <laughs> like he's which going is, everywhere. Which is low key how it should be. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I think he's going to defend it in England for Revolution Pro against Shota Umino. And mm. low key, like, I, the more I thought about it, I was like, well, that actually makes perfect sense because it's essentially like an intercontinental title, but it's like, they actually go around the world, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, but how? But with WWE, like, how are you gonna call it like an intercontinental title, and you're only defending it in like Nebraska or California? So, yeah, it, they're making you know somewhat like perfect, complete, perfect sense of it. Plus, I think I think Pac lives in England, so he like takes flights to the U.S. to work. Uh, oh, that makes sense. AEW, so it makes sense that he would be the All Atlantic Champion, and he would defend it in. I guess it just sets up for so he can do independent shows and different promotions, which is cool. Because again, like and then in WWE, like if they don't have a contract with you, or I mean, if you don't, if you have a contract with them, you're exclusively working with them. You know what I mean? And just mm-hmm. a promotion. And if you if they don't have a contract with you, you're not coming in and having any kind of matches. You know what I mean? Like 
some yeah, kind of contract. So it's dope. They, it's dope. They get to, they want to be complete control, but it's dope that <laughs> it's dope that they get to work independent dates and stuff like that. Yeah. And he actually defend this title. And like I said, like they're just wearing awareness and like getting AEW out there and like defending different places. I think it's dope. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Um, I just, I think it's a really dope concept. Like it could be defended anywhere. And it's almost like this is what the 24-7 title should have been. Like right. just a title that has like a real concept to it, like something that makes sense. Um, so I think it's dope that he's like traveling everywhere and defending it. It'll be interesting to see like if somebody else from a different company wins it, do they mm. automatically come to AEW now? Mm. And they're on AEW right. TV, even though they're in contract with another company, or do they win the AEW title and it's just on their their show now? And AEW superstars to go back and get it from them. Right. That'll be interesting too, but I think it's a cool concept and it's definitely piqued my interest. Um, and it, it doesn't make it feel like this lower level title. It feels like it has some importance to it, which is which is always dope. So yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, that was another episode of the Awful Wrestling Podcast. Please remember if you did not like it, you can't complain because we told you it was awful from the jump. It's Awful Wrestling Podcast. Peace. Peace out. Episode, be sure to subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Also, follow us on Instagram at Off Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Off Wrestling One.